Welcome to another live edition of the BCSN Sports Wrap. Brian Fulford and AD Drew got ourselves all together. Although, you know, whenever we do live shows these days, Drew, I, I never know, man. You know, I'm talking to T-Mobile to get my situation squared away. I know sometimes you have issues, so who knows? I'm hoping I, hoping I don't get sniped. You know, I've been uh, running a, a few words out there in Twitterverse, and so who knows? I might get sniped. <laughs> Tried to be cordial to people as best as I could, but who knows? Hey, crap happens, my brother. Tonight? Crap happens. I'm I'm doing fine, my brother. I'm doing fine. Nice. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Uh, Really, uh, really interesting show we got planned for you today, folks. Um, as the title states, this is day one, <clears throat> day one AP after prime. And you know, obviously, what's on our mind and what's on the minds of a lot of people the good, bad, the ugly of life with and without Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, who announced that he is leaving Jackson State University and taking over the head job at Colorado in Boulder in the Pac-12 Power 5 program. So we got a lot of things, a lot of things to talk about in a lot of different ways. Um, I will say this, Drew. <clears throat> I am for all the petty. Bring it in. You know that what's that what's that uh that meme of uh of uh of uh Chappelle where he's like he's like I am for it all man it is so entertaining and and here's here's why I say that Drew. Hey Brian, here's why Brian I say before it. you go any further before you go any further, Brian, I got a confession to make. Yes. I didn't I did not hear anything that you opened up with because I, I I had a glitch on my end. I saw your lips moving, but I could not hear a word you were saying. I heard you on the on the production computer, but I heard nothing in my ears. But I think I got the glitch See, figured out. That's that's the kind. It's a, it's I just know, been that week. It's like, it's been that kind of weekend for the for, for for a brother, man. It's just been that kind of weekend, man. 
I get it. It's time to upgrade. It's time to upgrade all of our computers no, and all of our systems. I don't think it's. I don't think even think it's the computer. I think it's just me now. Well, I can't tell, you know, because I, like I said, I'm dealing with my own stuff. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Hopefully this is sounding good. Hopefully this goes out live. I don't know. You know, sometimes, you know, on the back end, see, just to kind of let you guys know who are watching on the back end as we as we looking at this show, obviously, Drew and I are in our home studios. Uh, we're not using Zoom, as many people are familiar with. So sometimes the feed that I'm looking at, Drew, is off. Uh, I have no idea if what I'm saying is synced with the video. All I do is Looks I like hear myself. I hear you. I'm moving. Yes, my lips are moving. I have no idea if it's off. Or, you know, and again, it's why I prefer podcast, Drew. I, you know, you guys, you guys rolled me out into this space of video and all this other stuff. I prefer, it's simple, you know, just whatever. But anyway, that's just my little personal rant you know and then when we have freezes i don't know still there i'm here oh, oh you okay. still there okay yeah exactly see i don't even know times my uh this is you know my uh my feed freezes every now and then so i have learned to just continue talking and eventually Somebody will jump in and say something, or I just won't see anything. So uh, I, get, I don't know you get where the to gist go back to this, Drew. I know you said, yeah, you you, you said to me. So uh, I, all I'll say, all I did was introduce the show. Uh, I thank everybody for coming in on YouTube, Facebook, uh, or if you're watching us on Twitter, please make sure to hit the thumbs up button, hit the like button wherever you're, and uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyBCSN1, the number one, or go download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. If you're watching, it's up there in the top right corner. MyJBN, MyBCSN, how you find it on the Apple App Store or your store. Uh, I did say this, Drew. I am for all the petty this weekend. I am for all of it. And I'll tell you what's fascinating about it is this is what sports fans are at their core. are petty. We love our teams. And to hell with any of you who step in our way. And sometimes we, we make the mistake of having, uh, we, we live in a world of idolatry. Where we rise, our stars, our coaches, our major athletes. Almost to a unhealthy obsession so that is sports fans fan is short for what true fanatic exactly exactly so we're all fans about our ish about our teams and about our coaches and so what i find fascinating about this space and what's happening over the last 48 72 hours is that this is an unfamiliar space base and place for Jackson State slash HBCU sports fans. Can I add to that, Brian? Can I add to that, Brian? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is an unfamiliar space for people who've who've jumped on the prime bandwagon. 
What do I mean by unfamiliar space? Welcome to our space. Welcome to the HBCU space. HBCUs, we've got conferences that are over 100 years old. HBCUs existed. BC, BP, that's before Prime, uh, Brian. HBCUs will exist AP after Prime. So for those of you all who just been familiar with HBCUs for the last three years, welcome to our space. I've been in it a long time. You've been in it a long time. You going anywhere, Brian? Uh, not unless God calls me. <laughs> well, God or the bag, you know, the, the bag may take me somewhere else. <laughs> I ain't going to even lie to you. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm just being real. If the, even if the bag comes, hey, even if the bag comes, I'm going to still be in my room. You know, I may have one foot in one plot of land and one foot in the other, but I'm going to always be at HBCU. I mean, Correct. you know, that's just how I roll, you know. Correct. Uh, but, but yeah, you, you, you bring up a good point. And, and I think where I was wanting to go is that I, I analogize this to, and I, now again, I'm, I've never been married. I've only know what this is like from reading, watching, hearing. But this is like a divorce. And if you have been in that situation, you understand probably the feelings of of hurt, and especially when your significant other, I don't want to use the word upgrade, but let's say when they move on and they got something new and exciting to them, and other people are ooh and I and about the new thing, and they're like, yeah, you still got the kids and you working and get all. I'm just, I'm just saying, you feel some kind of way, right? Am I, if I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to anybody. I'm apologizing. And again, single guy here. I'm Please stepping do. outside Please of my do. lane. I know. I, let me, <laughs> <Please do. laughs> All right, I'm stepping out of my lane. I'm Please sorry. Do. I'm sorry. Let me go back. Please let me. Do, okay. Brother. So let, uh, spend, I'm let me go, go with my I'm first going. analogy. Okay, go with your first analogy. I want to see <laughs> your save first me analogy. From myself. Save me from myself. It can't be any worse than what I use on analogy. Dr. Cavill's inside the HBCU Sports Lab this morning. The sports analogy is that this feeling of seeing your coach leave, or worse, if it's a professional team, your favorite player leave for greener pastures, a better environment, whatever it is. Let's say a different environment. HBCUs, okay, a different environment. Uh, on the outside, people will say better, okay? So I'll say on the outside, they say better, but a different environment. We're not familiar with that. So the feelings that you feel right now, hey, welcome to the world of what Power 5 schools go through, what people like. It's how I felt when Paul George said he didn't want to be a pacer. I was like, screw you, Paul George. We don't need you. You know, hope you break the other leg. That's just what I said. That that's how I felt. You know, uh, and Kelly left for Notre Dame. I felt kind of some way. I was up, I was upset about it. Thankfully, we hired a brother, and things were saved. But but I'm but I'm but but that's the that's a natural feeling. So when I say 
I'm, I'm, I get it. I empathize with Jackson State fans. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I'm behind y'all. We're gonna ask some serious questions. We're gonna debate. We're gonna talk about some things. But let me just say, I understand. I know Brian. what you're feeling. And so, if you're petty, don't let other people call you petty. Just say, you know what? I love my school. I'm a fan first. I'm about my school and everybody else be damned. Because if that day ever happens to our beloved university and our coach decides to go on the greener pastures, I might feel some kind of way. Just saying. I might. Your thoughts, Drew? Brian, A, this was a business decision. This, this, let's, let's be real. This is a business decision. There's nobody who's watching this podcast who can sit here and honestly say that if they did not have an opportunity to put their, their themselves or their family in a better situation financially and otherwise that they would not do it, number one. So this is a this is a business decision with with family and personal ties to it. That's number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down because we're gonna come back and talk about that business decision and in and, and those in that you just put it. So go ahead, continue. No, number two, and this is the analogy that I used on Dr. Cavill's inside the HBCU sports lab this morning, Brian. I don't know about you, but a brother like me likes a good steak. I know there's some people out there who don't eat beef or, or different things like that. Fine. But for this analogy, we, we want to use steak. You go to your favorite steakhouse. You've got all these different cuts of meat. You've got sirloin. You've got ribeye. You've got strip. New York Strip, Kansas City Strip, depending on what part of the uh, country you're in. You got your fillet, and then you got your you got your porterhouse. You know those are your basic cuts of meat, correct, Brian? Sounds uh, right. Sounds right. Yeah. For, for so long, you know, we had HBCUs. You know, you, you you get you get your you get your sirloin. We've got a few ribeyes. Every now and then we get a a strip steak. In this instance, prime is that porterhouse or that fillet, that you know that big thick porterhouse steak that you love, and it's cooked just right. Whatever your degree of cooking is, if if you like medium, it's perfect medium. If you like rare, it's a perfect rare. If you like well done, it's a perfect well done with all the flavor. And then you take a bite of it, Brian, and you put it in your mouth, and you're like, oh, my God, this is heaven. And you chew it. (laughs) And you savor it. You suck all the juices out of it. So slowly, (laughs) you know, you you know how they they teach you about the third grade to take 20, 20, 25 bites before you swallow it? Hey, you take yes. 30, 40, you take 30, 40 bites before you swallow it. That good of a steak. Yes. And for our HBCU fans, 
and our Jackson State fan and everybody else. One thing you got to remember about food, about steak. Eventually, it's going to come out the other hole. It's going to come out in the other side. That's what happened yesterday. It came out. Jesus. Prime left your system yesterday. Now, so now all you can read between that. Now, for and and, and that's 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 no disrespect to anybody, anything in, in there, but that's the best analogy that I could come up with. Jackson State folks, HBCU for people. I hope that you all enjoyed the ride. I really hope that you enjoyed this ride. Because if you did not enjoy this ride, it's nobody's fault but your own. Good, bad, or ugly. This was the prime era was transformational. Somebody just got the groundworks for a thesis or a dissertation when they go back and to study the prime effect on HBCU sports. Now let's think. Let's let's talk about some of the things that ju- ju- just yesterday, some of the first that happened, or some of the oddities that happened. Brian, can you name the last time? An FCS coach went from an FCS school directly to a Power Five as a head coach. No, I, I think this was officially the first time. Well, no, it do, may not have been the first time. Do, do you? Can you name? Then, happen, then can you name an HBCU? head coach that went from an HBCU directly to a power five without stopping at the coordinator position. That was a first time. That was a first time. Can you name a coach who's who's only had two coaching jobs and both of them have been head coaching jobs? No coordinator, no assistant, At the college level, are you, are you talking only about- two jobs? Oh, at, uh, the, his only two jobs at the collegiate level are as a head coach. You're gonna have to you, think you, a while because I haven't thought about one. Wait a minute, when you say his only two jobs, what, what's the other job? There's as, only one job. He's been a head coach at Jackson State, and now he's the head coach at Colorado. Two yeah. jobs, two head coaching positions. Oh. I guess the second. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. you. Okay. I was, I was he, didn't, he didn't stop. He didn't stop as a coordinator along the way. He wasn't a position coach. He wasn't a consultant. Right. So, and then, and, and there's a great article by Steven Gaither on HBCU Game Day where he talks about some of the things that Coach Prime said that he was going to do when he got there. And he's he's accomplished he's accomplished some of those things, and 
you know, and 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 I'll I'll bring up that article because uh because we got our first guest about to uh, join us there, Brian. You do got the article by Gabe. I got it pulled up right now. Yeah, yeah, I got I got it pulled up right now. And with and with that, uh, here's what. Well, I'm I'm gonna go. Hold on a second. So you about to? I was gonna slide out. So so yeah, because we well we haven't even set that up. So I mean, let me let me set that up before bring that in because I, I know. You know, show we got a lot to fill in. Uh, I want to make sure we we get all of our thoughts in. I mean, I, at some point, uh, Jamie Walker will join us on the show. He was at the game, so we will talk a little bit about the game. <clears throat> the game being the SWAT championship game, <clears throat> but I see other fascinating aspects revolving coach and just the reaction pre post game that uh, just sort of requires more of our commentary and conversation. <clears throat> and coming up right now, we've got Kelvin Carter. Uh, Kelvin's joined us uh, times uh, in, in the past. Of course, he is, he is SWAC. He is a, an, uh, an Alcorn State grad. Uh, and so it's, it's good to have uh, Kelvin on to, uh, to chat with us. Uh, Kelvin, how you doing? Hopefully, you and your family had a good giving. I had a great Thanksgiving. I uh, got a chance to attend the uh, Jackson State Alcorn uh, football game in Lorman, Mississippi, prior to our holiday. So that's our family tradition, which is going home and spending time there with the tailgate. Got a chance to get an up close view of you know the Braves and and the Tigers. So great holiday, and, and look, and then the SWAC championship was amazing, uh, as were the other championship games uh, yesterday. So. Glad to see you guys. Great to see AD as we talk uh, during the week. So uh, looking forward to getting into the, the content of this show. So you, you got a chance to uh, see the the last hurrah of uh, Jackson State and the, the prime effect against Alcorn. Um, let's talk about, I think one of the things that's interesting as we talk about this period of AP after prime is the prime effect, which sometimes I know rubs me the wrong way because there's this belief that sometimes comments that uh, certain things happened or only happened because Deion Sanders came to Jackson State, thus missing out the fact that there were hundreds of years of life before prime or maybe even within the last decade or two things have happened of somewhat significant scale for HBCUs prior to prime. <clears throat> but for someone there in the Delta, in Mississippi, where your alma mater is, what has the prime effect meant for Alcorn State? Well, not to use the same cliche about, you know, a rising tide rises all boats. But what I saw was, and this is just a this is personal opinion and this is what i've seen from afar and up close is that one the same light that shined on the greatness of what he was able to do at jackson state also brought a tremendous level of light to those things that were going on at an all state university 
And we had players from Valley to Alcorn. I think in all of this, Alcorn had four players' names to the All-Swag team. Had a phenomenal running back that was a Syracuse transfer that was originally from Mississippi. And I challenged my people today and the people that I was talking to to let's think about this from a an effect of there's a lot to be gleaned and learned from what happened during the prime effect. The, the ability um, to leverage platforms like the one we're on now and YouTube and, and Twitter and social media to be able to do a brand recognition on a very, very minimal budget, but with a lot of intentionality. And that in itself to me is something that can be gleaned from all of our programs. Alcorn State University had a great, a great year. But when I walked away from the Soul Bowl and I was on campus, it was just a noticeable difference in the feeds coming off of things that were there and put out by Jackson State versus what was put out at Alcorn State University. And it was our home game. So I think we have a lot to learn about first, using the things that we have to the best of our abilities. And two, pushing the envelope and asking for things there that could best promote our universities and promote our student bodies. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Drew. Um, you know, jump, jump in there. I know, like I said, this is, this is going to be kind of a back and forth thing. So, um, what, what some of the, I know you and Kelvin have talked over the course of week, what other, what other thoughts you want to add on to that? Well, uh, Kelvin, uh, well, actually all three of us are in the educational field. Um, and, and I was just making the comment, okay, now that Prime has left Jackson State, this is going to make a great research project for some college student or future college student, uh, a good thesis or dissertation as they start looking at the Prime effect. Where, where Jackson State, where, and we could take the, we could frame this a couple of ways. We could look directly at Jackson State and the community of Jackson, Mississippi, or we could look at the SWAC, or we could look at HBCUs in general, where things were in 20, 2019. Where things, what, what happened between 2019 and 2022? And then, yes, we got you, you may have to give it a couple, three years, but what happens 2022 and beyond? Let me tell y'all a little secret. For those who do not follow HBCU culture, the SWAC has led FCS in attendance. I want to say it's 45 of the last 46 years or 46 of the last 48 years. The, the only two years. The SWAC did not lead FCS in attendance. It was 2005, Hurricane Katrina. And uh, 2020, <laughs> when you had the pandemic. Everything else, yeah. everything else being the same, the SWAC, which was technically 2021 season, the SWAC has they and not only led them we're not talking about leading by a couple by a hundred or even a thousand they have dominated attendance so swag swag culture was already there so you know that that's just one example of we were here before for prime we thank prime 
for some of the awareness and the attention that he brought other people who were not aware of our culture to our culture. Now, the question is, how sustainable is it? Would those people still stay and recognize and appreciate the things that we have experienced with our ACU culture? Or were they just pure prime effect and, they're, and, not, and now all of a sudden you've got people who don't even know where uh, Boulder, Colorado is on the doggone map who are now Colorado Buffalo fans? Well, let me, let me say this. Let me add this, Drew, because go go ahead, Kevin. Well, I think here, here's a here's what I see, and, and let's look at it from the educational lens, right? So we've had all of that good historical context, which adds to something that most people didn't know. We were here before Prime, and we're definitely going to be here after Prime. But I think what we need to really dig into is to put all of those eyes on the situation that we have eyes on to be able to garner the resources that we need for our institutions and come back to uplift them and upgrade facilities. Uh, I, I think I've heard this enough, you know, doing more with less. Well, I think it's a time that we press the envelope. And although Coach Prime was a different, his level of magnitude as a star power, as a media entity, as a football player is a little different, but I still think that those that are in the trenches still need to be getting the challenge. And as alumni, we ought to ask the question, why is that? Why is that that we have situations like the Mississippi Valley with under-resourced and under um, in an underserved community? Why is that that prior to Deion Sanders, I know somebody else asked a question about a muddy practice field. Why is that that our ticketing systems are off? Why is that that our cameras aren't up? You know, these are the things that I'm saying that in the legislative bodies and our alumni associations, but did it take Deion Sanders Jr. to turn a cell phone camera on and just start pushing this stuff out every week? Or is there an industrious young man or woman like him on every single campus that's willing to do this type of work every single week and to be able to create that um, business incubator on campus? Because this content is real. I think Deion Sanders proved that the content that's with inside of the HBCUs, especially the SWAC, is real. And there's an appetite for it that can be monetized. And we talk about let's let me let me add let me add for a second, Drew, because okay. I, I think what what's interesting to add to that, what Kelvin said, what and, and we start getting to the the good things that Prime brought to whether it be Jackson State or HBCUs, right? Encouraging and showing coaches that you know what, you have a lot of content right within your own building that can highlight and positively uh, uh, create change if you use it right. You know, uh, not every coach has someone like Willie Simmons, like we have at Florida A&M, who understands marketing, okay? So when you have a campaign like us, he understands the importance of that, okay, because of his background. But what, like you just said, Kelvin, having an industrious young person who just turn on the camera and showcase what's going on can help galvanize your alumni base, can expose, whether you want to say it's negative or not, but it can show, show what the issues that you're having it can spotlight that. Like, for example, I, I, I am I am to, old, totally amazed. 
Prairie View A&M lost an athletic director this past football season. And the president of the university clearly stated that one of the reasons was the football team showing up to the airport and not having a plane ready for them. If I, if I recall how that all went down accurately. No one knew about that. No one knew about that. You know, uh, we knew when Florida A&M didn't get on buses at the beginning of the year. Right? Why do you think that is? There's a, there's a reason that happened and why it was allowed to happen. And I'm sure, I don't know this to be a fact, so I'm, 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 I'm myself here. I am sure at some point somebody said, hey, you need to let some people know. Publicize this. I, you know, I, I got to believe that somebody within the football staff, if not Simmons himself, said, man, this is, this is, this is ridiculous. So a ridiculous probably Coach what the Prime word is. Showcasing and, and, well, right, exactly. But, <laughs> but that is one thing where we could say that is a positive of the prime effect. And maybe some of these systems that we talk about that are behind the times can change and maybe just maybe uh enough pressure will be put on presidents and you know others to say why is it taking so long i mean if i'm you know jackson state alumni you know and i and i've heard jackson state alumni say this directly they have looked at business leaders and administrators within the jackson community and say why haven't we created a system that would want to keep our coach, that our coach would want to stay. You know, after the first year, we knew we had special and it was only going to get bigger from here. Why weren't things put in place? And eventually, after so many months of trying to get things to happen, the man said, well, I guess I have to go elsewhere. Maybe just as just as important it is for me coach prime to come to jackson state it's equally important at this point in time for me to leave jackson state to light a fire under certain people and in certain places just my well, just my I thought just, I just read a, guys you know i just read a comment i just read a comment in the in the in the, in the post about the copyright and the content let's just say drew you went to tuskegee and I just told you, I saw I saw some content about Tuskegee's homecoming. And I said, it's a must do for me within the next three years that I go to the Tuskegee homecoming because I asked the question, is the tailgate really inside the stadium? And Drew said, you have to see it for yourself. Well, if this is true that we have this amazing content, then the wheels should have been turning when we saw a kid with a cell phone and all of a sudden he's got a, a, a YouTube page now, when you give out those those media creds, which we call in, get our credentials, we go in, we get the right to go in and film and copy, but then have the caveat behind it or working with the young people within your institution, in your communications department, within your English department, and have them out on, cam out on campus using these $1,000 devices that they have in their hands that they paid for to create content and then drive a component around it with our support in a revenue sharing model and i'm not the business person and i don't know all the mechanics behind it but i will say this 
the content is so rich that you can literally now go on YouTube and there's people with 40, 50, 100,000 followers in it. And he, and what I think happened in Jackson was, I think we underestimated the appetite for who we are and what happens in our institutions. I'm talking about, I was fascinated by Benedictine and watching their football season. I was like, their colors are purple and gold. The quality looks great. So I think everybody's hung up on the, the badgering of, of a, a person leaving. But remember, you know, our greatest leaders at, at some time it often leave us quick. So then what, where, what happens next? Who's Dr. King up? left Dr. King left Dexter Street to go to Ebenezer. <laughs> and, and if you can't think of a, a, a greater, a bigger leader for our culture, then I mean, it's going to be hard to top a, a leader like that. But I'm pretty sure when he left Montgomery, the people in Montgomery were feeling the same way the people in Jackson are. And the people who went to Dexter Street Baptist Church feel like the Jackson State alone. And the people at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta welcomed him with open arms and, and, you know, and all that stuff. Well, I'm not comparing Prime to Dr. King per, per se, but in the in the spirit <laughs> of it, no, no, no. But in the spirit of it, you know, we as black people, we, uh, thank, you thank know, you, we, thank you seen, for clarifying because I know no, somebody no, no. out there was thinking. <laughs> No, but uh, but that, that that that's that's just what I, what I mean by that. That's an example of a person who, in in his space, who was a powerful, influential person in his space, who left roots from where he was at and went somewhere else. Prime left roots at Jackson State and has now gone on to Colorado. Also, I want to get uh, you've been watching the chat like I've been watching it. Will Davis uh stated i'm tired about bragging about attendance we still broke let's break that down number one we we need to hang our hat on the attendance the problem is and this goes back to what kelvin said we don't have people in the places to who understand how to use that attendance to our advantage one thing Prime said when he came in, and it's so true, we got to get people out the parking lot and out the tailgate area and into the stadium. The fact that we do lead in attendance, I don't care. It, it, with us leading into attendance, there's still three times as many people outside of the stadium as inside the stadium. Now, the smart business person is going to figure out how can i okay maybe i can't get them to come in the stadium maybe the atmosphere outside the stadium is better for what they like to do but how can i maximize that revenue outside the stadium so that i i could take advantage of these other fifty thousand people who are outside the stadium while i've only got thirty thousand in the stadium that it let's be real that it the t-shirt man what can, can I maximize what I'm getting from the T-shirt man so that he still is able to make a living and a fair and a, a living while I still get something for my university or, or my athletic program? Same thing with the guy who's, who's selling the, the rear out the truck and, and things like that. 
we have got to get to more creative marketing in addition to that content driven stuff that you are talking about kelvin and no it is not about butts in the seats anymore but until the last couple of years that's the only thing we've worried about hashtag see southern heritage classic when see the see the labor day classic down in uh down down in uh in houston they don't for some reason these folks don't want their games on tv because they think it's going to take away from attendance let me think let, 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 let's do the math i can get paid forty thousand in the stadium sell a couple hot dogs make a couple dollars off of parking or i could get five hundred thousand people watching my game and get paid for those eyeballs watching the game well damn if i got those people watching the game i don't have to pay security for the people watching the game i don't have to pay ticket takers for the people watching the game i don't have to pay parking attendants for the people watching the game but i still get i still get the same amount of revenue with with fewer expenses well Yes, I did graduate from business school, and I and I and I stayed. I actually did stay at a Holiday Inn last night, but <laughs> it don't take a genius to put this stuff together. But obviously, some of our leaders don't understand the shifting culture, the shifting marketing, and how to maximize it. We've got great educators leading our universities, no doubt about it. We don't have business people leading our universities and your football program is a three hour infomercial on alcorn state university florida a m university mm-hmm. tuskegee university and for the most part it's low cost or free uh or a free infomercial when is the last time and i wait no i'll I'm going to see how for somebody to raise your hand or to put it in the chat that you've watched a three-hour infomercial on Alcorn's uh, journalism school or Florida A&M's business school or Tuskegee's agriculture school. Name the last time you watched a a three-hour program on that. I'm going to give you one better. I'm going to give you one better. I need one of you all to tell me who is the president of Bethune-Cookman College or Grambling State or Prairie View A&M. But I bet, y'all, I bet you y'all can tell me who the head football coach is. I bet you can tell me who the head basketball coach is. Why are our leaders in so much denial that athletics is the front door of our university they drive our universities for not only jackson state but any university not to put themselves into position to to maximize this revenue potential opportunity hell a t proved it go out win you some championships <laughs> your enrollment increase how much did a t's enrollment increase during that football run about five thousand six thousand students it increased to the point where it actually hurt them because now the state has penalized them because they grew too damn much. 
with that $1.2 million uh, that they supposed to be paying back, which is a whole nother podcast. As a matter of fact, J.B. Walker be on. We can let him <laughs> chime in on that right. when, it, when, right. when he comes on, man. I, I'm sorry. I got long winded. I am off my soapbox. Well, during- it's almost time for, for a break, but go ahead and take us up out of here, Brian. <laughs> oh, Brian, you didn't. No, no, no. Go ahead, Kelvin. Kelvin's got, a, Kelvin's got a thought. Go ahead. Well, here's, here's what I'll say. I was in a little tiff with the family about the Alcorn State University game against Jackson State being in Jackson. I'm a comfort person, and AD and I talk about this. If I get in from St. Louis, I don't want to be in too much turmoil getting to campus. I just prefer it being Jackson. But this was the first time I was on campus, got there around 4 o'clock in the morning, and I saw the whole stadium full. So I wasn't really worried about the other 20,000 people coming in because they had got they had got paid for their spots at the gate. And I began to see the depth of what my brother kept saying. He was like, the economic impact on this Saturday for us, with Jackson State filling our stadium right at around 27, 28,000, which is that magic number for us, because that's, that includes the Hill and some other spaces. But then looking at every available green space being filled and paid for. and But now you got to study to say, how can I feed all these people when they're in the stadium? How is every concession stand done? Why do we have these lapses in abilities to maximize your economic impact on that day? And for the better part, everybody left happy. Everybody had a great day. We wish we would have won the game. But at the end of the day, it was a great day for Alcorn State University and Coach Prime coming in. And, and that's a game that traditionally in Jackson, it sells high. But we had people from Jackson that made the drive down 1861 and I-20 to get in. But it was an amazing thing for me to see as an alumni because I hadn't been back in a while on campus. And it showed the power of what we can do on a Saturday afternoon in that three-and-a-half-hour infomercial. It just showed how beautiful the campus was. But, again, I go back to I didn't see very much content from my university around the day until I looked at Deion Sanders Jr.'s page. He showed all of that stuff in the tailgate, the buses coming in, and showing the angles and things that we should have been showing prior to his arrival, which would have created even more views. Uh, excellent point. Excellent point. Um, I I will close the segment with just a, a plea, which I've made in other places and I will encourage all HBCUs and whether you are an Alkanite, uh, a Jacksonian, uh, a Rattler, uh, what they call the folks in Tuskegee, uh, Drew. Airmen. I'm sorry, I laughed at that one. That was good. Golden Tigers, Golden Tiger Nation. That was good, Kelvin. That was good. Um, Whoever and wherever you are, I would encourage you. I don't care if it's via an old fashioned letter or email. I got email these days, right? Send a letter to your president, send a letter to your board of trustees. Because that sometimes is who the president listens to. I've done that. I felt, and it, and you know, even though I sent a, a letter to the board of trustees and uh, only two responded, it felt good that two responded and they were positive responses. And there needed to be more. There was more. But you all need to do that. And, and, and specifically what you need to ask and demand is that your president be involved in working with the athletic department in getting together with other presidents 
and finding finding out ways to to work with uh, leaders within the media industry, um, whether it be marketing, business, and figure out how to capitalize on this front doorstep that we all talk about, that we all know exist, that would help benefit our athletic programs. And because there really needs to be a level of uh, humility amongst the highest leaders at our universities, those who don't know, and their actions show, guys, let me flat out, their actions show whether they know or care about athletics. Be real. You know who your president is, and you know to what level they give a damn about athletics. Just a photo op. Just a photo op. You know, all in the just, front row. Look, that, look, all it, in the picture. <laughs> hey, well, I, I tell you something. Yeah, this not to go Suge Knight. <laughs> right. But, but I tell you what's not to go Suge Knight on him. <laughs> But what's been coming up is an interesting point. Although they thought a lot about the prime effect, his buyout was 300,000, right? And that leads me to believe yes. that someone in the back of their mind didn't have the, didn't really think like, well, this may or may not work because business people or these people that do like these NFL contracts or sports contracts might've figured out a kicker. They might've said, hey, if you leave before the end of year three, it's going to be a $300,000 buyout times 10, which I'm sure Colorado would have would have gladly paid. But it just seems like a drop in the bucket for he's going to get five to six million dollars. We got the, and now you got a scenario where it's an easy buyout. Now, who are you going to get for that same 300,000 that's going to have that type of uh, economic prosperity on their side that's going to allow them to come in and do the same job? You know, he endorsed T.C. No. Taylor, who was the interim before him. and We'll see what Ashley Robinson does. Right. Now, here's the problem. Right. Is that $300,000 <laughs> going to wind up back in the athletic department? Or is it going to get sucked up by fun like, like most other times does? Oops, well, that's you know, the I'm, next I'm, I'm saying, drop. I'm saying, I'm, 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 saying, I'm saying too much right now. Uh, uh, stay tuned. No, News no, at 11. no, no, because like. News at 11. That, that's the other thing. Like Kelvin said, that's the other thing about how. And I know sometimes state legis state legislators and the laws of various states kind of dictate how money is spent and where money is supposed to go. But after, you know, that's also where organizations and alumni groups need to realistically start creating opportunities to improve athletic programs. For example, I've seen what Prairie View A&M is doing with their 1876 foundation. I believe I said that right. Uh, there are other organizations in school. Grambling, for example, has the Icon Collective. Uh, uh, th there may be others that I'm not naming, but those are the two that I know of because of relationships with with those individuals who are part of those organizations. But that's the start. Every All of our HBCU, our major HBCUs, and even Division II can do this, Needs to need to be involved in something that is going to be sustainable, because one of the main things that I recall hearing is that uh, and Drew, you're in Alabama, so correct me if I'm wrong. Nick Saban can only make so much money in the state of Alabama 
as I a state employee, makes, if I'm not I mistaken. I think he makes about three, four hundred from the actual state of Alabama yes. of, of his salary. Yes. Correct. All the Correct. all the rest Redo of that comes the, from out, outside outside funding. Yes. And yes. What, that, what happens what is our, our HBCUs, whatever the state allows them to pay or whatever the institution get pays, very rarely do they they go on top of that. They don't get creative in how you pay, how we can pay these coaches, how we can pay these assistant coaches right. and, and trainers right. and, and, and things and things of those natures. Uh, I do got one comment before we get so to that, the question, Ryan, because we way over the- so, so that's going <laughs> oh, go back ahead. to that point. So that's going back to that point of what I was saying is being creative and coming up with something. And I know I, I, I went from transitioning and telling people to, hey, send a letter to your uh, president and so on, and then all of a sudden to alumni. But there's so many levels to this that, you know, you got to start in one place, and then when you go from A, you got to go to B. Now, that's if you care. That's if, again, if, if you want to just sit in petty and you want to be a fan, I get it. I understand. That's cool. But, you know, if you if you really want to see change at your school, and if you're tired of being broke, uh, if you're tired of 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 seeing your university and your athletic program the way it is, let's start to make a change. Let's find a way to make a change. There are so many ways that that can happen. So, with that said, uh, we Brian, we need to go hey, to break. Hey Brian, why these people sending that letter out? And if you're gonna start on those during the break, do that. But for all y'all who, who really talk, I need you to put your buddy where your mouth is. This is what I challenge you to do. In addition to writing that letter, don't 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 send out the don't, don't out the pissed off, off Facebook or Instagram. You need to send something tangible. You need to send a, a, a snail mail or an email. But also, when you're doing that, I challenge you. If you're an HBCU alum, get back to your university. Let's start off right there. I don't care if it's $25. Give something back to your university. And if you want it, it's specifically earmarking for athletics. Because if you earmark in athletics, they have to put it in athletics. Most of us do not live in the area of where we, go, where we went to school at and where we graduated from. So I need you to find the closest HBCU to where you live at ge geographically right now and get that same get give something similar to the one that's closest to you. And then if you're really feeling good, you can pick one of our three universities. We'll take the extra coin too. Just just want to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here, man. Well said. All right. Hey uh Kelvin, appreciate your time this evening. Uh thanks for coming in and joining us. Uh any final thoughts or words, anything you want to promote and share? Oh, no, I'll be in the celebration, uh, the celebration bowl, uh, just enjoying the festivities also while uh, hopefully covering and meeting with you guys for a live show as AD is talking about. So let, let's get together in Atlanta and, and enjoy one another in this time of blessings and this great season of thanks and giving and um, just enjoy one another and enjoy this great HBCU culture that we promote day in and day out. Well said, sir. Well said. Uh, thanks for your time. If we don't talk to you before Atlanta, forward to seeing you in Atlanta. Coming up after the break, Jamie Walker. He was at the game. We'll find out how uh, what his take is on the atmosphere thing that we saw from a firsthand perspective. That and more on the other side of the BCS in Sports Wrap.
We'll be back in just a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Roundtable, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way. You consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like really loves. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. That's a pretty tight spot. Watch this. Of course, your view works itself. That's so you. It's just up here on the right. Of course, you know where we're going. That's so you. Kind of got six cents. And a head of display. They're here. Hit the field, warm up. You brought all these players in your Buick? Yeah. So you. It is. There's a Buick that fits your life because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology. Protects against flakes, even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders scalp shield. Never not working. Follow the Black College Sports Network. On social media, at MyBCSN1, the number one. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at MyBCSN1. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Roundtable, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way you consume HBCU sports 
one broadcast at a time. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. It's like a loot machine. Spot. Watch this. Of course your beard barks itself. That's so you. It's just up here on the right. Of course you know where we're going. That's so you. Kinda got a success. And a head of display. They're here. I hit the field, warm up. You brought all these players in your Buick? Yeah. So you. It is. There's a Buick that fits your life. Because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology. Protects against flakes, even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders scalp shield. Never not working. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Roundtable, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way. You consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like really loves. Nope. transparent around about uh, my whereabouts and what I'm going to do. And I'd like to, for y'all to hear it from me and not uh, from anyone else. Um, it is what it is. Either in coaching, you get elevated or you get terminated. Ain't no other way. You get elevated or terminated. And it ain't no graveyard for coaches where they die at the place. It don't work like that. 
They either gonna run you off or you gonna walk off uh, upon your own recognizance. I've chosen to accept the job elsewhere next year. I'm gonna finish what we started. We're gonna dominate. I'm gonna be here to that end and that conclusion. And then when that conclusion, we will move on. Okay, down for the nitty. And there you heard uh, the words from Coach Prime following uh, the SWAC championship. So uh, that brings up an interesting thing, and I'm glad we've got our next guest, Jamie Walker, here joining us. Jamie was at the game, at the SWAC championship game as media. Um, so it's well reported, Jamie, Coach Prime – and Jackson State chose to not speak with the media following the the game. Uh, there, so obviously you had the on the field celebration uh, of the of the championship presentation trophy, and you and many other media members who were there initially to cover the game before all of the talk of where Coach Prime was going to go, whether it would be South Florida, Colorado, Cincinnati, before all of that came out earlier in the week, everyone's initial plans were to be there to cover this game, to, to, un, to, to be there and report on this historic moment. I don't know how many other SWAC team, uh, Grambling. Grambling might have been the last team to go undefeated after a SWAC championship game, if I'm not mistaken. So it hadn't been done in a good amount of time. It might have been the first time that Jackson State has done it. It is. Uh, so obviously, yes, okay. So thank you. All of that to say, Jamie, what was your reaction? What was other media members' reactions and thoughts uh, as it was described to you upon learning that Coach Prime and took the entire team back to – Jackson State in their football facilities for that moment right there where I, I'm just going, you know, hey, let's be honest. Hey, those kids are in a, maybe they knew what's up. They knew what was coming, but it's a bit of a downer that you go from celebrating a championship to learning your coach is leaving. Your thoughts? Um, Honestly, the, the tension was already thick um, in the stadium anyway because I mean, uh, I'm a just kind of, you know, set the scene. Um, I went down, me and Dr. Cavill um, earlier, because uh, they give you, you know, the elevator freedom um, to for media members to go ahead down. They said, you know, at the five minute mark, you could. And so what ended up happening was we went down, kind of saw the last few plays. And then, you know, media kind of went in, went out. They had a rope um, surrounding the area where the trophy presentation was going to be. Um, it was kind of selective media that was in the area, then back out. So you could kind of feel what it was going on. I had a, a gut feeling because um, Dr. Cavill actually took off and went into the um, – because I already knew the room was small um, where the presser was going to be. He took off and went. I stayed out to see the trophy presentations and, you know, kind of the, you know, the, the streamers fall and things of that nature. And so I kind of got just based on the tension. I said, I don't think that I don't think he's going to come to this presser because you could kind of see him. 
and, and you know the tension being around the actual platform where the the trophy presentation was going. You know, a couple of smiles here and there. Shadur getting the um the offensive MVP. Um, you know, and and you know Aubrey Miller getting the defensive, and you could see you know kind of happy times there. But it was rush on, rush off. It was it was you know in certain senses not pandemonium, but it was it was the scene was thick. It was it was you could you could kind of sense something brewing there. And so when you're talking about just what was going on, I said I don't think he's coming to this presser. And so I said, I didn't make it my business to even go to the room because I knew it was already packed. So I said, let me let me let me stay out here for a little while. And so once I kind of got the word, I was like, yo, they're going back to Jackson State or they're going back on campus. There's a campus meeting. I said, I guessed right, because you could kind of see what was going on and give credit to the Jackson State, um, you know, alums uh, and, and folks that were out there. Um, they were classy, even though I'd heard you know, on the trip up because I drove to Jackson from Atlanta um, and listened to a few other podcasts. And I can tell you, um, they were emotional about this thing. They really were um, mm -hmm. for for some deep seated reasons, as if they lost out to a PWI once again. Um, yeah. I could feel it was it was it. You know, we talk we're talking athletics and I always put athletics in its place. Yeah. Once again, I want you to put a pin in that, but keep going with your statement. I want you to put a yeah. pin in that and come back to that. Okay. And, and so, you know, and you know, everyone left out of the stadium. Um, you know, when when ESPN let um Coach Prime speak and he talked about it, there were a few boos in the area. Um, I will tell you, there were a few boos out there at that field. Um, people have their reasons. I'm not going to say whether it's wrong or right. They had, they're entitled to those feelings and I get it. Um, but it wasn't the, the pomp and circumstance that you would normally see. Uh, I was at the SWAC championship game last year and on that field where, you know, the band was playing and, and, you know, you could see him being emotional winning that championship. It was, to it was a totally different vibe, rightfully so. So, you know, it, it, it was just different, but, um, he wanted to talk to his team, and I understand that based on the reports and everything. I guess you want to make that statement, and and I get it. Um, but you know, media was shocked by his, him not showing up at that presser. I can I can tell you that firsthand. Um, I'm shocked now. I I really was. I thought it was really bold of him to state it in sort of a matter-of-fact way that I will be coaching in the Celebration Bowl because I'll tell you what I've I've observed. And I'm still holding out just my thoughts on that over the next 48 hours because after I have seen the video of him, and, and this is this is where media changes things. And, and what I mean by that is I'm going to use what I've heard people say they use somebody like Ray Rice, for example. And if we all remember the situation involving him and his then fiance became his wife, how at one point in, in the discussion when it was described what happened, people were kind of like, oh, that doesn't sound very good. He's going to be suspended a number of games. And then when you saw the video, 
your emotions about the situation changed. 180, 1,000% change, right? That dude's career was done. That being said, when I saw the video of Coach Prime going to Colorado for the first time, and then I see his son with a Colorado Buffalo hat on, walking around, he's, and, 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 and it's, it's different emotions. Like, I'm watching Shador, and I'm thinking, he doesn't look happy to be there, probably wishing that he was in Jackson with his teammates. Dion is looking sort of like humble, grateful, almost in awe that, man, look at all of this. Man, we have fought hard to get what this. I can, small, what I could do with school, all this. Small, small private school in Texas trying to get to this point in uh, Jackson State, the, the struggles of building the athletic complex, football complex up, putting new field turf down, all of those struggles and what he walked into. He seemed grateful, humble, all of that. Uh, the picture of him with the Colorado Nike hat on. Jackson State alums, fans, y'all okay with Jackson, with Coach Prime still coaching the Celebration Bowl? How's that feel to the players, Shadour Sanders, going back out, knowing that he's going to, he's in the portal the day after whatever last game. The next day he's in the portal. Y'all okay with that? I mean, I'm I'm literally, and I say this because Jamie, the 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 game in the regular season ended on Saturday. The bowl is a bonus. Now, y'all, some people are gonna say, "Oh no, it's the Black College National Championship." It is a bowl game. It is a plus advantage extra game. Shiloh wasn't there. Somebody said, "Where was Shiloh?" Shiloh wasn't there. I didn't see. Hold up. Speaking of portal, and I got a, I got a. Uh bug on Shiloh, but I want to play this thing about the portal since you brought the portal up, Brian. Well, well, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Do. no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. You already started it. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, all right. I got to requeue it now. What I want you to do is thinking uh, something is better on the other side in regards to some of you. I would like to have the opportunity to meet with some of you so you don't go and jump in the portal and you die in the portal. I don't want that to happen because some of y'all thinking it's, it's simplistic like that and it's not. Um, that portal will be loaded on, is it Monday, fella? Yeah, Monday. Monday. Portal opens, be loaded and they're going to call and they're going to ask because that's what we've done for some of y'all when we were trying to acquire y'all, we called and we asked your coaches, anyone we knew, what kind of character, what is it? And I don't want you thinking since you have the Jackson State um, awards on you that people are just gonna flock to you and they gonna lace you like that. Now, what I don't want you to do. It, it, go, go look at, now, for, for those of you who, who haven't seen his first words with Colorado guys, juxtapose all of that. And as I'm telling you, Jamie, I'm coming to you, and then Drew jump in there. Man, I would be feeling some – we talk about the pettiness and the having feelings. If I'm a Jackson State fan, I'm feeling some kind of way about whether Deion Sanders and even Shadour 
should be leading that team into the celebration bowl. I'll step back and listen to your your comments, Jamie. They, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step away I, now. Oh, you going Jamie first? All right. Well, I mean, jump in there, Drew. Maybe, if you want to go first, first, go ahead. Go first, Drew. Go first. All right. Notice, and I think you probably notice who wasn't on the plane. And you said it. Shiloh was not on the plane. You saw, you saw, uh, you saw uh, Shadur and uh, Lord, forget. I don't, I don't know the daughter's name, but you saw her there with with Dad also, and you saw the wife. But you did not see Shadur. And I had to, you had to, I had to stop and think. I mean, Shiloh. You did not see Shiloh. Had to stop and think. Why was Shiloh not there? Shiloh does not have a mid-season transfer option. Shiloh transfers oh, wow. with dad right now because remember he started off at South Carolina yep. and transferred to Jackson State with dad. So if he transfers with with dad, he has to sit a year. That means chances are better than not that Shiloh will actually finish his career at Jackson State because I believe he has only one more year of eligibility. Uh, remaining, you know, with COVID, I'm not 100 percent sure if it's if it's one or two, but I believe he has one more year of eligibility remaining. So that's always going to that's that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Uh, how how that all plays out, and you can see j- just from watching the video, you can see a little bit of possible mixed emotion from Shadur. Yeah, all this all these new toys is cool. It's you know, it, it's kind of like, and luck, luck. I, I didn't have to personally go through it, but I know some people did. You grew up in this school this school system. You all your friends. Well, and I and I'll say this: all my friends, you know, we grew up K through eighth grade together. But I went to a different high school than all my friends, and I was, but lack of a better word, I was thirty eight hot. That my mother made me go to a different high school than everybody else. And I wanted to be there. I didn't care that we was, you know, we, I, we didn't have the best high school and everything. I wanted to be there with my people that I that I had built stuff with. You, you, you know how that goes. But in the long run, I, I, I understood. I hated my high school when I first got there. I went to, for lack of a better word, I went to a white high school. It was a de- it was it was doing it was doing the desegregation era in Missouri. So and I was one of those I was in that first wave of desegregation, that first ten years of desegregation. So we're considered in that first wave. So you know had had to go through all of it from going from a black school where the only time I saw white people was when I competed against them to eating lunch with them. So. I, I, I could kind of understand some of those emotions, even though I'm 30 years removed from those emotions, 35 years actually removed from those emotions from, from that point in time. I kind of understand where Shadow uh, Shadur is going. Yeah, th- this is cool, everything they got. And I know I could do great things with it, but it's something about it that just I want to be with my boys. You know, just I'm just, just putting that out there. Uh, you can go ahead and chime in, Jamie. Man, you you um 
what you said and started to say is heavy. Um, just keeping it, keeping it, you know, definitely within those walls. Um, I think Shiloh has ingratiated himself within the Jackson culture. I think he has embraced um, being at Jackson State University, and I think he loves being there. Um, you can tell that, you know, him be becoming what he calls the J6 and, and, you know, band culture and things of that nature. He has ingratiated himself in, in the Jackson State. So you can kind of see that tension as well. But as far as what, what Brian said earlier, I looked at every single video that has come out social media wise. And let me tell you, as a graduate of North Carolina A&T State University, that would be a hard pill to swallow to see them playing that bowl game. It, I, it, it just from the words that were stated. I'll even go to the to the stuff on on um, Saturday night when he said, "You're either elevated or you're fired." Basically, what does he mean by elevated? Because that's a loaded hey, wow. word to me. That is a very wow. loaded word to me. Now, now think, what, think what, about that. Said, wow. If he just said every coach gets hired to be fired and very exactly. rarely do you get to control your own narrative, mm -hmm. I think that may have been a better way of putting it because everybody yeah. who's coaching, all three of us have been in the coaching profession. Mm -hmm. uh, all, I believe all three of us have been paid in the coaching profession. Mm -hmm. So we know, especially when your job is controlled by 14 to 18-year-olds or 18 to 22-year-olds, you get hired to be fired and, you know, you have to deal with the fact that your your the way you feed your family is controlled by these young people whose minds have not formed yet, just just physiologically. And you got to think about something. Um, Coach Prime was called on saying y'all playing like your HBCU, so people already feel like he is already or he is always always felt that HBCUs were beneath his standard. So to say something like you're either elevated or you're demoted or fired, loaded words, loaded words. Um, again, going forward, even with that, even with that, even what he, what he said and did um, when it comes to everything that has gone on, saying Shadur, this is going to be your quarterback. This is your quarterback. I video. saw that. Yes, yes. With, with the Colorado yes. hat on already. Yes. This He's not heavy. even in the transfer portal yet. Listen, listen. It was heavy. It was it was heavy to see. Now, don't get me wrong. I've heard JSU folks say, we're going we're gonna to use this to win this 13th game. Wow. I understand. I, I, I understand. I understand. I get it. And if that's what happens... You know what I'm saying? More power to you. But that is heavy in what we saw today on social media and the videotapes and them ingratiating themselves in, in, you know, I guess whatever Buffalo Nation, you know, whoever they are. You know, cool. I wish them luck. It's no it's no hate because I think it was an interdependent relationship. I think JSU benefited from it. I think Dion benefit benefited from it in relation to this being a stepping stone job, but it is it like the, the, the aesthetics with it, the aesthetics with it, man, are, are heavy. 
And I totally understand people's emotions when it comes to their school. HBCU folklore and HBCU you alums are, are prideful people. Um, black folks are, pri are prideful people in general, but HBCU alums are, are look, we, we stand for our schools and nobody else is going to talk about them except us. We can rag them amongst each other. But when you take that outside the culture, per se, and you and just the aesthetics of it all did not look good to me. It just didn't. And so even down to what has always been the word of what Coach Prime has said, I want my assistants to get paid more money. How many of those assistants are going with him? Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Well, hey, can uh, I, can hey, I, the, the, I, I got a load of questions for you, Jack. Well, let me let me let me let me jump in there for a second, Drew, because um, that that is a very interesting thing. Because one, um, there is it's already been put out there, so let's just call it what it is. There is talk that Prime has added Coach Willie Simmons on his I'm going to call it a hit list. Because that's what he's basically going to be doing is sniping from another HBCU, uh, bringing in potentially Coach Simmons as his OC at Colorado. Uh, that will be based on how much money, resources, whether I, I don't know to what degree, you know, and, and you and you could understand if Coach Simmons and if he did decide to go, if he were offered a nice big bag you could understand why he might take it. I, I think there's a, I think there's value in not taking it, but. Namely a wife that wanted to move back to the Tallahassee area. Who's from Quincy. I, 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 yeah. There, there's their family. Yes. There's family, literal, literally family <laughs> involved, but there's also a lot of career moves that come with that. Right. But uh, in, in terms of, just the optics of moving. I put out there how many other coaches? Because this look the the, the bad the bad part about all of this, guys. The timing of the NCAA calendar is why this happens at the time that it does. The early signing period is coming up in probably three to four weeks. So no, there are no. and and now you it is. It's at, it's right after the celebration bowl. It's the week. It's between celebration bowl oh, and Christmas. Okay, I believe it's that Tuesday okay. or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And right now, right now, in this beginning December 2nd, up until the Celebration Bowl is the live contact period where coaches can actually go visit people's families, go to recruits' house. They can recruit hard right now. So this is the period that this is why this happens. So Coach Prime going to Colorado, how much time is Coach Prime going to be focused on Colorado and recruiting versus getting things prepared for the Celebration Bowl? I'm just saying, this is why a lot of times you don't see coaches remain with their school once they've accepted a new job. Usually it goes on. So, for example, T.C. Taylor, who's maybe was the interim, who is the um, who is the who's Coach Prime's handpicked successor. Although uh, Ashley Robinson put out the statement saying we're going to do a national search, blah 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 blah. You got to say that kind of stuff, right? Um, so T.C. Taylor would coach the team technically if this were like other schools and situations. And Coach Prime would focus on Colorado. That's what you want to go do. That's what you want to be about. 
finish Colorado. Go start Colorado. Now, the reason why he's coming back, I I don't I I because as you described, there is a segment, and if just by the conversation that I'm seeing in our chat, I'd be willing to bet that Jackson State alumni are probably split split 50-50 on whether they want Coach Prime to come back and coach the team for the bowl game. This is the now, thing, that's Brian. just what I was going to – yeah. Th- this is the thing, Brian. Coach Prime is so powerful that I think if the school doesn't allow him to coach, per se, if he wants to, I think it turns into a huge distraction. I think they go into the portal, announce their portal stuff a little bit quicker if he's not there. You have to think about why some of these kids came to the institution. Now, like it or not, all of them don't come to to, to a college just because of, of the name of, of the university. They do what come the there for the coach. You know, they, they don't come there just for, just for that. So you have to understand and walk in a fine line between, you know, pride and sometimes – um, who's going to be there representing. And so when it comes to what the staff is going to be, even with the players, I understand the fine line of, you know, it being harsh, just like we just talked about, and winning this ball game. And sometimes, you know, you have to set that ego aside for the greater good of the university. Um, it would be hard for me to do. It, it just would. Um, but we'll see whether or not they want to finish, um, you know, what they started. And, and those are the words coming out of, of everyone's mouth. It, it, it's, it, it's a good message. Um, but I think when you're looking at everything um, that you're talking about, everything that was said in that opening presser when, when, when Coach Prime came in, you know, with all the fanfare, um, it ending like this two and a half years later, um, it, it, it's a bitter uh, pill to swallow. But there are some things that are already happening with decommits that you're trying to do Jackson statewide to kind of slow all that process down. Like you have to understand just the, just the kind of ins and outs and kind of things that are churning at this point when it comes to pre- preserving on, what you have for next season. Yes. yes, he is working yes. on two fronts. He's he's, he's already talking about the kids from Jackson State that he may take with him. That's why he said what he said about don't everybody go jump in the portal because that don't mean just I'm going to take you. I'm not going to take those who don't want to play. And then the same front, 100 miles on the West Coast, he told the kids in Colorado, hey, some of y'all may not be here because I'm bringing some people with me. What are we doing? What are we doing? How How does that look? I mean, that – Again, you can only burn so many fires. You can only work on so many sides. This is just ugly to me. And so, you know, I, I, I understand wanting to finish. I understand wanting to finish. But you finished with a 12-0 perfect season in the, in, in the SWAT. Let that be the end of it. Let, let the kids, let the staff, let the school, let the alumni have their moment without being distracting my and let me, let me, yeah and 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 um i saw one of the comments them boys you're exactly right the early signing period for jackson state is shot it it is it is 
Don't don't. You would have already you would have already heard about commits already being there. That's why I said this is it was already indicators that he was leaving. Because think about what the signing period was last year versus what it was this year, and just the messaging. You know what I'm saying? Like if you read into these social media messages and read into he he is a phenomenal promoter. You if you look into see or look into what he was promoting, you could already kind of see the signs were there. So the early the early signing period. Don't 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 think it's gonna be what it was last year. But what you want to do this this time, and and I I fully think that there are kids on that roster that can keep Jackson State football just fine. I think there are kids because they recruited and they you know got some guys that are in a position that they are staying at Jackson State. But it's not gonna be what it used to be. Um, and I think AD it Robinson will be what it used to be. It'll be back <laughs> okay. pre prime. I, I got you there. I got you there. I got you. It's not going to be what it was what, during the prime era, as far the last, as, as, far as the fanfare. Yes, as yeah. far as the fanfare is concerned. But I think you know it, it's going to be so interesting. I don't think it's going to be the doldrums, but I think when you're talking about the players that were there, the the level of players that were were there, as far as Recruiting five stars, four stars, you know, uh, you know, upper three stars and, and players of that nature is going to take a different face. Um, I've already heard there are some names out there that we'll be surprised about. Um, that's just from Jackson State, you know, folks. Um, but I think anybody that thinks you're going to duplicate what happened when primetime was there, I, 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 you know, don't don't get your hopes up for that. But I do think Jackson State has recruited enough to where they can be they they will still be a quality program. But, you know, trying to do two things at once, it's just it's just not going to happen. Jamie, I got I got a question for you. I actually I got two questions for you, but I'm gonna go with question number one first. Now, your beloved A&T is dealing or has dealt with a similar situation and we haven't seen the effects of it with your track coach, your world renowned track coach leaving, obviously not on the, on the profile of a coach prime, but in the track sphere, he is on that level. And he left for a historically white university and he left before all the nationals were done. If if, if I'm correct, like he accepted a job. I don't know if he finished out uh, there at A and T or not, but I know he accepted the job. We would lose and everything else. So, from an A and T perspective, kind of walk us through that and what were some of the things that, as an alum and some of the other chatter that you were hearing around that with A and T having just gone through this and we haven't come out on the other side of it yet because we haven't seen A and T track uh, this year. Well, someone on the staff, I mean, you know, the, the, the coach that's there now um, has been there a while, uh, has also, you know, done, you know, the been an Olympian. He, he's, you know, he's phenomenal. Um, I don't know if you're going to get the same, um, you know, type of fanfare that Dwayne Ross was able to get. But when you're talking about um, just what and ironically, he took his are, son with him also. Yeah, he did. So, <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, talk about it. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I, I think um, it was it was um, it wasn't much because I think the new hire was was accepted by the alums. 
Um, so it's kind of a wait and see type of thing. And of course, when it comes to track versus football, uh, you're going to think a little bit of it differently. Um, but I think, you know, it, the comparisons, you know, A&T and even this situation are interesting uh, because, you know, leaving a conference probably gave you that same feeling that um, I know for a lot of folks and a lot of, you know, you know, just people giving opinions that it was similar. Um, although, we, you know, we are still in HBCU. Uh, going to a diff different conference kind of gave that same vibe, like, why are you leaving the MEAC? So I can understand where that comes from as far as what the alums think. Um, definitely, definitely divisions when it comes to whether or not we should have stayed, we should have gone, this is the right move, so on and so forth. And I think what you're talking about in results, we're going to see what happens in the CAA. To be determined. Uh, yeah, to be determined. Uh, I, I think you can't determine it yet. I think the Big South run this year was pretty good in football, um, you know, besides not beating Garner Webb. But, um, you know, I think, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll see. Uh, that's going to take time in the CAA as well. Uh, so, so I can understand what um, alums are bringing to, or, or as far as the opinions, what they're bringing to the table. Uh, this, this just a sidebar before I ask my uh, second question to you, Jamie. I, I guess we all forget that Coach Prime uh, played football and baseball for multiple years together. So him not being able to do two things simultaneously. For Dion, you know, let's keep this in perspective. Professional, you know, he 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 played professional football, professional baseball at the same time for multiple seasons. Just had to throw that out there. It just came to be doing the building conversation. Yeah. That's Touché. wonderful. Touché. But you can't tell you can't tell a kid to come play for me and go play for for Jackson State at the same time. No, that, that's kind of hard. No, you can't do that. I you should that. not do but that. But coaching both teams, should not do that. coaching two teams for two weeks, uh, I, I think is within the realm of uh, a possibility. Hey, although, this is. Oh, okay. Although to to your point, Jamie, there were stories uh, uh, last year when Brian Kelly left Notre Dame for LSU that uh, he was actually in the home uh, recruiting for Notre Dame, and then maybe the next day was back recruiting for LSU or something to that effect where, you know, with, within a 24-hour period, he was telling the kid about coming to Notre Dame. And then he said, well, you know, I'm moving to LSU now. You, you might want to come to the SEC. So I'm, I'm just – it happens. It, and people get people get in their feelings about that. You know, they, they, they'll call you slimy and all kinds of things, but that's just the nature of college football, you know. What was your other thing uh, point that you were going uh, to ask, uh, Drew? All right. I, I, I want to flip to the Celebration Bowl itself. We know the BX dominance in the Celebration Bowl specifically. With Coach Prime and and the even as much as well as they've handled all the distractions and, and all the outside mess at Jackson State, from the water crisis to the ice storms to you know, the 20 million camera crews that are there, the Good Morning America, the college game day, you know, it, you know, it, it, is this the breaking point? But here's here's the big question. Now, does the SWAC have another damn excuse on why they will lose the Celebration Bowl to the BAC? I don't think you call it an excuse. Um, it just, I mean, they will if certain players don't play. Or, I mean, I... I'm I'm not worried about Coach Prime coaching as much as I am the players playing. 
you have to look at the way they're structured. He he is a a CEO coach. Not saying he's 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 Bobby Bowden back in you know in or or Bear Bryant in their latter days. I, I think he is hands on with players, but he is a CEO coach, which means his coaches do the majority of the coaching as far as structure and game plan and things of that nature. So I think I think if the players play, no, I don't think there's an excuse. I think they should be worried about North Carolina Central. And that pains me as an Aggie. But um, North Carolina Central is a good team. Like, like I don't want anybody to, to misconstrue what's going on. But listen, Davis Richard and, and that crew coming in, listen, they are a formidable bunch. You know, and, and so, yeah. Let me ask this in a different way. If Central wins this game, does it taint it? Because we've seen so many times where the SWAC team, probably of the six celebration bowls that have been out that have uh, been played, I'd probably bet to say the SWAC was probably the favorite in in four of those. Because even during the ANT uh, run, I really, except for the twelve and old year, I don't know if ANT was the favorite coming into the celebration coming into the Super Bowl. You know, I know the first time, I don't think they were the first time. And you know, yeah. maybe the the 12 of those season definitely, but uh, you know, but does that does does that taint a possible outcome that sees Central winning the the celebration bowl? I don't think it taints the outcome if everybody's at full strength. Uh I don't I don't think you know I'm 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 more even when even we was distracted. I knew I was packed. I knew I was going into the portal tomorrow. Or or these or these three coordinators, these two coordinators and this position coach already had the U-Haul at the uh at the house as soon as they got back from Atlanta. We was going to Colorado. You, I'm I'm just giving you some of the excuses, brother. I don't think so. I don't. I I really don't think so. Only because. You know, Jackson State just played a bitter rival in, in Southern. Um, and they came out of there, came in there like wildfire, man. Like, now, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Southern helped them in that effort, uh, especially early on. Um, but but I don't think they were distracted um, by everything that was going on. I think the, the staff did a good job with that. Can they maintain that going into the Celebration Bowl um, with basically dual duties? Probably not. Um, it, it probably won't be the same. But I don't think it's an excuse. It'll it'll just be um, unfortunate. I think it'll just be unfortunate, man. Um, but I don't think it'll be an excuse if they are at full player strength. Um, I I gotta. I, I guess since we were talking about the game, I. I don't even want to talk about the game because the game was what it was. I mean, when I, I, mean, we, I went we'll back and, and looked at it again. <laughs> well, no, I mean, because I, I just went back for, for a minute to just look back at the box score. When I just go back to thinking about three turnovers lead to 21 points, you're down 26-0 in the first quarter. And as I heard this. quarterback change, you out, you out scoring 24-17. The better quarterback did not start. He, he, which is the which looks is, like a deer in headlights. I asked well, it, it brings on up, Twitter. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, I was I was gonna say did anyone I would I I didn't hear the post game because again so much was over uh, uh, over clouded with all of the stuff going on with uh, Dion and Coach Prime there. Um, I I really and I guess I have to go deep diving with some Southern blogs and and listen to some Southern podcasts about why Dooley, uh, as I heard on Doctor Gaville's show this morning, why he was so stubborn in his uh in his reasonings for playing the quarterback that he played and not going to McDowell. I, I don't know. I, I could throw history. an answer out to that. I could throw it out. Sure. Of all the quarterbacks in the quarterback room, that's the only Rashard McKay is the only quarterback that he brought in. So the, the stubbornness that we have as coaches, he didn't bring it in about the quarterbacks. They were already there. The one he brought okay. in is the one that he couldn't win with. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie. Man, I I mean, I, and I said this on Twitter, and I think during the pro, post-game presser, um, I was listening to to the tape, and, and someone asked whether or not he thought or they thought they should have um, started uh, McDowell afterwards. And he and Coach Dooley said no. And, I, and my question wow. is, what did Double what would McDowell do to him? Like what? What happened? <laughs> like, like. <laughs> did he talk did about he his daughter? Did he talk about his wife? I mean, what did he do? <laughs> and 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 you can be as loyal as you want to, but you can also get fired by while being loyal as well. Now I know he has some security, you know, just just coming to the school, and I get that, but it it it's amazing because can't have he, too many he, more situations like that. And the crazy part about it is he went back to McCray after blood fumbled. He went, he didn't, yeah. he didn't, he didn't even go to the, to the, to the next quarterback. He went back to the original, which it, it's, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, I wonder what did he do? <laughs> That's my only question, but you know, in, in, in this upcoming game, I mean, and going forward, We'll see what Southern does because I think they have a good nucleus. I think they'll be fine um, going forward in the SWAC. But but it was just amazing to see um, what was going on. And, and, you know, I had some, you know, a Southern, um, I think um, whoever the local paper was, was beside me. And I think it was another Southern blogger um, um, behind me as well. And they just kept shaking their heads like, what's going on? Why? What are they doing? Put Bub in the game. And so – you know, I, I think it's some head scratching going on right now too. So I, I'm I'm not sure as of why. I don't have a clear answer. The uh, just in case anyone wanted to know, uh, the Jackson State Tigers, as they are constructed today, are favored by about <laughs> ten and a half points over uh, North Carolina Central, according to MasseyRatings.com. No official lines have come out, but a lot of times. At, at the FCS level, they, they kind of start with the computer numbers before they start putting out lines. Um, again, if I had, if it were on the table now, like if that was the line that was out, I'd be plus 10 and a half points. on North Carolina Central. I mean, Central I'm like, I mean, hey, look, I took Southern plus the 20 and a half. They covered. Hey, it was ugly, it but was they ugly covered. Cover. It was ugly. Listen. Thank God for Bubba McDowell. Thank God Listen, he came Bubba. in when he did because Dooley was <laughs> you, you about to almost, cost people some money. You almost had the bubble guts. 
<laughs> and and, De yeah. and De Daryl in the comments, I don't know, man. He might have. <laughs> I'll just keep it <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Okay, I'm only going to presume what what he said. Uh, yeah, you had to say it. Um, okay, I I want to I want to uh, two two final thoughts here, guys, before we kind of <laughs> shut it down for tonight. I I just saw it. I'm sorry. You just saw it. Okay, you have to tell me offline <laughs> later if I see a psychopath. You you just have um, to go back to the comments. <laughs> Yeah, I'll check it out. Okay, two two thoughts here that I want to conclude with. And one of them is an article that I came across from out of Deadspin. And uh, I don't know if you read it. I tweeted it out earlier. Uh, from Karan Phillips. By Karan uh, Phillips. Um, yeah, I read it. Pulling, pulling out a blowtorch. I mean, and look, I, I know, I look, I, I know people get sensitive about language. And, you know, the head sometimes, well, okay. So the headline reads, for those who haven't read it, Deion Sanders' pimping of Jackson State in HBCU culture is finally over. Uh, subline, it's time to admit Coach Prime was always in it for himself, okay? Uh, now, I'm only going to come through a couple of points here that kind of caught me because, trust me, when you hear that, when you read the headline, I'm like, whoa. And I had to go through reading, and there's some points in this that I have heard other people make, and it, it's head scratching, and it makes you say, "Hmm." Okay. Um, he points out in one of his uh, paragraphs, he says, "The thing that made Sanders' time at JSU so fascinating was that too many believed that his antics and sound bites were helping HBCUs as a whole when they weren't." And yes, while more football games may have been aired on ESPN3 and money was donated for the most part, those were all things that benefited Sanders, not HBCU across the board. Um, he goes on to draw the, you know, points out and, you know, hey, there's other athletic budgets. Uh, were they, did they benefit from this um, movement? Uh, he even goes into point of talking about the HBCU movement that sort of fell on its ears a little bit when uh, you saw Master P's son, which I, I, I shared my thoughts about Master P and, and uh, his his uh, his that, that whole situation at Tennessee State. Uh, you had the McCore Maker situation, which really was more of an injury related thing. I, I, I think he went kind of left when he brought that up. Mikey Williams, though, Mikey Williams, who was supposed to be all about SWAC and all about HBCUs, somebody got to him and said, hey, man, we got more NIL money at Memphis, so you might want to come to Memphis. And so that's where he's at. Um, but he did bring up the, the one, he says here, the one incident that will always define Sanders' legacy the most at JSU. And, and you guys, this is where I wanted you guys because it relates to media here. Um, the one incident that will always define Sanders' legacy the most at JSU is when the man who always claimed that he cared about black people banned a black reporter, the JSU beat writer from the Clarion Ledger in Jackson, Mississippi, from covering the team. Uh, and they go on to quote here that the ban, um, 
let's see. I want to read here. The ban was allegedly lifted after discussions with others in the university's administration. It never felt as if the air was really cleared, though. Uh, says Sanders banned the reporter because he knew he was going to be asked some tough questions at the 2021 SWAT Media Day due to a report that came out earlier in the week detailing how one of his most coveted recruits was charged with assaulting a woman. Quote, even after we changed reporters, it was difficult. This is coming from uh, an executive editor at the newspaper. Uh, Deion Sanders made it hard for all local news reporters to cover the football team, mostly because he preferred national press, which was no secret. Uh, so uh, obviously you guys can go to deadspin.com or you can find um, Karan Phillips on Twitter. He's very visible uh, and you can read his thoughts in, in whole. But uh, let me go to you, Drew and Jamie. And as you hear those comments, your thoughts are what? And you read the article, right, Jamie? I did. Drew, I don't know. Did you get a chance to read it? I didn't, I didn't. I didn't read it all the way through. I don't think I got that far in the article. Okay. Uh, so let, let me go. I'll, I'll go Jamie first. Jamie's thoughts, and then Drew, if you want to add in anything, uh, jump in there. What do you? What are your thoughts, Jamie? I think um, first, let me give some context uh, to to that piece. Uh, Mr. Phillips has never liked um, Coach Prime. Uh, if, if you follow some other pieces, uh, he has never been in favor of this. He's a Morehouse grad, so he's he's of the of the culture. Um, and, and so he, he he understands what they are. But he he has been one of the more critical um, people when it comes to Coach Prime being at Jackson State, um, even going back to his days uh, at, at Prime Prep Academy which he, he refers to a lot of the times when it when it comes to addressing uh, Coach Prime. But I, I'll say this about the piece. Um, pimping is probably a little too strong um, for this because I do think, and I said it earlier, I think it's an interdependent um, relationship that Jackson State had with Coach Prime. I, I, think, um, I think for people – especially listening to a lot of the blogs when it comes to Jackson State, that people that cover Jackson State, uh, they felt they were sold, um, sold the world and there was not enough done or he didn't, he didn't finish everything out and he wasn't, um, and he was disingenuous with his message a lot of the time. Uh, but going back to the piece, uh, I think, you know, Mr. Phillips brings up some good points um, in Coach Prime trying to control the narrative. And you could see that last night with, without him taking questions and him addressing his team um, and really controlling the narrative as far as why he's doing what he's doing. Um, yes, there's always been black athletes at power. Well, not always, but in this modern era, black athletes at power five institutions. And yes, he'll still be working with black athletes. Uh, but it is not the same as a historically black college and university. It's, it's just not. Um, those structures are different. And, and so um, when it comes to to what he said, I don't think it I don't think it's pimping. Uh, I, I, I'll stop short of saying that. 
but I think there's a certain feeling in um, like I heard someone say last night, had you not been so <clears throat> let me back up when you start, I'm not going to ever say what God told them. That's not my ministry to talk about when it comes to that. But when you use religion in the South, that that brings about some feelings that um that that hit in a, in a place that hit in a, in, a, in a certain spot and when you use that initially people are gonna go ask the question what did god tell you to go to boulder you know the, the, <laughs> the, does god consider your your job finished at jackson state you know so so you know, let's not play patty cake here. Uh, there's some people that are genuinely hurt by this. And I started saying it earlier when it came to, to I, I heard someone on, a, on, on uh, uh, and I understand emotions, and I try to separate the emotion from the facts. But someone literally said, it's like someone on my job, I've worked hard and done this, and somebody came and just snatched this person that was helping me all over again. They they always win. They always win. And I did not realize it invoked that kind of emotion out of people. I I did not realize that. I, I just didn't. I had no idea. And so when it came to coming back to the article, what I believe about it is I think there's some, you know, bias toward toward, you know, Coach Prime already by the author. But I do think everyone does not believe or did not believe that Dion was about helping as much as he led on to and more so about using this as a stepping stone for a power five job. Uh, Drew, uh, any, any thoughts you want to add on that? Yeah. Um, uh, I think, and, and, and let me uh, let me do like Jamie. Let me let me take a pause and make sure I bench my words and don't say anything in, inappropriate here. Oh hell, it's a podcast, Drew. Nobody's listening. We can always edit. <laughs> go get it, boy. Go get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, Come on, hey, let hey, your, your, your come out free. I'm, numbers right now we got we we got a few people out there listening to us they, and, and thank you all for uh, being out there listening to us uh thank you for for those oh is this black media once again thank you for finding black media and hbcu media for those of y'all who have been here we thank y'all for coming back for more but uh this thing it was mutually beneficial and let's be real you can have relationships and I'm not going to use the word pimp. You can have relationships where both people use each other. We, 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 we've, we've been in those, those type situations where I know he using me or I know she's using me, but I'm, I'm, damn it. I'm using them too. Cause I'm getting what I need to out, out of this, you know, uh, first of all, there was an HBCU that allowed coach prime to do whatever there for a semester or two 
so he can finish his degree. That being Talladega. So y'all can say what y'all want to. We got an HBCU grad coaching at Colorado because his degree does not say Florida State. It says Talladega College <laughs> for whatever that's worth to, to you guys out there. Great point. And if it Great wasn't point. for Talladega. He's donating. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Talladega, there is no prime at Jackson State. So let's take it all the way back there. That's number one. Number two. I've seen media. I've been in obviously in lower level jobs uh, where media, where local newspapers have had negative, negative spin, negative press on my department or uh, uh, projects that I've been associated with. So I I've seen that, and I applaud Prime for controlling as much as that narrative as he can and he, and he should any anybody in that position you should control as much of that narrative as you can because when you rely on other media traditional print media in the south to tell a story about a black man or a black university or things of that nature most times it's not going to have the spin on it that you needed to have to have the impact that you need. I do agree with you, Jamie, on the religion piece of it. You have got to be careful. That's that you have got to be careful when you put out there in the universe. When you start talking about religion, God, whatever, whatever your whatever your religion is, whatever God you pray to. But when you start preaching it and using it as part of your your uh you know y- y- your work you you're gonna rub some testimony. people the wrong way you're gonna rub so you're gonna rub some people the wrong way there's a time and a place for it that time and place is not every day it's gonna turn some people when you start putting politics in the middle of it I'm not talking office politics I'm talking about conservative, liberal, dim, Republican, all that stuff. When you start putting that into the middle of it, you're going to. And then when you start putting people's families in the middle of it, wife, kids, mamas, whoever, you're going you're gonna to rub some people the, the wrong way. So there's just certain issues that you want to try to avoid. Now, Here's one thing, and I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it, but there are going to be some things that's going to come out that may potentially show how ugly and how dysfunctional things have been between Prime, his staff, and what Prime was trying to accomplish, and Jackson State. And the people in Jackson, the local community, that that are going to come out and that's going to shed some some light some light on these things. Uh, you know, that's a, as as good as it looked on the outside. It, there was a lot of turmoil that was going on in inside, and 
we all know what to do when you have that success especially that appearance of success on the outside you know people gonna come find you you're not gonna want from a for a job now if things could have gotten better you know things may have been better between jackson state and prime this may have been able to go on for another year or two but when you do what you're supposed to do people gonna come after you jackson state people that is a good thing that people want to come after you hey if ain't nobody looking at my wife or my girlfriend I, I got a problem. Yeah, damn, did I did I bury the beast? You know, I, you want people to take a look at, at your wife or your girlfriend. <laughs> I, I mean, I I'm I just being be, and for you and for you women out there, for your, your husband, you want people to take a look at them. I, I, I didn't say I didn't say gloat over, but you want people to, to, to take a glance at them. I'm I mean, save him here, Jamie. Might have to save him here. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but, but, but the way, the way he saved me but, earlier in the show, I mean, <laughs> may have to save him here. Before the internet that. cuts itself off, the nah, internet might right cut itself off. You, you go too far. Go I, no, but, no, but, ser but seriously though, when you do when you do as good of a job, I mean, the band's got uh, over 800 uh, win percentage at Jackson State. The band has went and o for the last two seasons in 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 the swag he's got two consecutive swag championships two consecutive celebration bowl appearances the resume speaks for itself in addition to all this other all the other perks that he's gonna that he's gonna find bring are you not surprised that somebody came after him i'd almost be ashamed if nobody did come after him yes don't, and, and I got to get this out. For all y'all who don't think an FCS job is a stepping stone job, I don't know what level of football you've been watching. I don't care if it's HBCU or not HBCU. An FCS job is a stepping stone job. A, a group of five job is a stepping stone job. There are some power five schools. Their job is a stepping stone job. So, don't just, don't just say he used it for as, as a stepping stone job. Hell, yeah, all of them use it as a stepping stone job. We we didn't talk last week about Coach G leaving Albany State and going to Charleston Southern, but Albany State was a stepping stone job for Coach G going to Charleston Southern. We didn't talk about Coach Quinn last year leaving Savannah State to go to a school in West Virginia as a coordinator. He didn't even go as a head coach, but we didn't talk about that. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about Good point. this black man who's one of how many black men coaching uh at a power five school, Brad? How, did we come up with the number? Oh, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll, yo, I got a list. I'll give you the list in just a how, moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. how, how, Less how many, than a dozen. How many, black, how, many, how, how many black coaches are there in all of FBS? How yep, many? Less than a dozen. Less than a dozen. How many, how many of these schools came? They, wait a minute. We had had at least two black people fired this year. How many of them interview other black people for those for those jobs? Mm -hmm. how, uh, 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 let me take that back. How many of them interviewed or had people on a candidate list not named Deion Prime Sanders? So we need to be thankful for this brother going up. Here. Whether you like him, whether you don't like him, he still he still looked like us. Why he was with us, 
He had some of our best interests at hand. I ain't going to say all of them because nobody always has 100%, but he had some of our best interests in hand. And he did a lot for Jackson State in the time that he was there. Let's let, let's let's re, uh, go. This is Sunday, so I'm gonna say let's rejoice and be glad in it. <laughs> Damn, Drew, you you got there. I, I it was like sitting in church, Jamie. I wasn't sure, but I wasn't sure where the pastor was going. I, at one point, I'm looking around at other people, and I'm like, "Are y'all hearing what the pastor saying? Nah. Where, where is that? Now nah, for that building yeah, fund because hey, we need you, we need a new. Church I was gonna say with a collection plate. Yeah, I was gonna say where's <laughs> right, the right. collection plate. <laughs> yeah, the, the collection play. Uh, there, there's a feature there in the YouTube chat. You can donate and give. You can also hit the cash app, dollar sign, my JBN, my BCSN. <laughs> That's the collection. Hey, uh, I, I, I feel like there are two things that can be true. Two things can be true at the same time. And, you know, I... I'm one of those people, and I, I want to be clear because I know I've, I, again, I told you at the beginning of the show, I'm all for the petty because I understand exactly what Jackson State fans are going through. I've been there as a fan who's watched. I told you, Jamie, what I said at the beginning of the show is uh, Jackson State is, is going through something rather unprecedented. Feeling The feelings that they have is what Power 5 schools if you happen to be a fan like I am of Notre Dame, because I grew up in Indiana, you, things happen. Your coach leaves. He goes to take another job in the SEC. You have some kind of feelings about that. But then you know what? You got to step back and say, hey, man, for 13 years, we did pretty good. We had a pretty good run. People are going to always hate. That's great. But we won some games. We look good on TV, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? This, this might be the first time Jackson State has gone through this. And it, and it felt real because – the rhetoric was real. What Dion said was real. I believe that he believed, that he brought a belief. Now the new catchphrase is, I'm coming. You peeped that, Jamie? Did you peep that during the video? The I new did. catchphrase is, I'm coming. I'm coming. And, and what's interesting is, he now goes into a new space where he is one of 11 amongst 130-something head coaching jobs in the Power Five, where they just they just created a new playoff system, which is going to bring more money to universities and colleges. He is one of 11 at uh, of 130-something, 30 34, 33 schools in the FBS. You, it's a bigger number than that? No, it's small. It's too many? Yeah, Smaller too what? Many, 128? I think it's 131. It's it's 131 or 132. Uh, FCS. Okay, I said 132. FCS and one FBS are off by by one. By one. So okay. So let's just let's just say 130 something. Okay, 11. Now he is excluding, well, including Notre Dame. When you can when you say the Power Fives plus Notre Dame, the Power Five conferences, he is one yes. of six. One of six. So he is there. So I don't know why he didn't take USF. USF's not in the Power Five conference. I don't know. It'll be interesting to hear why he didn't take USF job. Uh, why he didn't take the Cincinnati job, I don't know. But for whatever reason, he saw something in Colorado that made him want to take that job. And you know what? 
good for him. I, I'm always root for the brothers in these coaching positions because this year there were four. Let me see. I got it right here. The number of coaches who moved and retired. There were four. Three were fired. One resigned. Herm Edwards, Carl Durrell, who previously was at Colorado, Willie Taggart, all fired. David Shaw resigned. Right? Uh, There was one assistant coordinator who became the head coach at Virginia. Uh, There was one assistant at Temple who became the coach, uh, or previously he was at Texas, who became the coach at Temple. Okay? Uh, So... He, he's in a place and a space now to continue to impact young African-American men who make up 70% of the, dare I say, workforce, or let's just say the team, rather, excuse me. Um, and, <coughs> you had it right. And, you had it right and, the first time. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> and, and, so, and so, look, as much as it was great for him to bring some impact into the HBCU space, Maybe he showed us some things that we need to do better, uh, which we've all talked about in many places and spaces. And you know what? Now it's time for him to make an impact elsewhere. And so that's when I say two things can be right. I, I think two things can be right when it comes to thinking about Coach Prime and coming to think about him, uh, you know, so – that that's all I have on that. What was your you wanted to add something in there, Drew? Oh, the 131 FBS teams. There are 130 FCS. I knew they were off by one. Couldn't remember which way it was. Right. So 131 so F- I was- FBS FBS teams. That equates Brian to 8.4 percent. Wow. Okay. Um, let's get ready to pack it up and get out of here because there's other conversations that we could have at another time, but I, I think we, we've chewed on a lot today. Um, Jamie, any, uh, any final thoughts as we, as we get ready to close the door and pick up our stuff and go home? Yeah. I, I just want to, you know, emphasize that it's definitely a, an interdependent relationship. Um, between the university and Coach Prime. And I'm in favor of of anyone, um, you know, financially, if they feel like they, you know, want to want to take the, the, the money and, you know, and, and go do some some other things. Hey, if you feel it's beneficial for you and your family, no one can ever knock that. Um, but I think the genuineness of people when it comes to our institutions, um, you know what I'm saying, have to be there. And I think he, he genuinely uh, wanted to improve Jackson State University. And I think he did. Uh, I think there, there are some things going forward that, um, that they'll continue to be ben, you know, benefiting from um, based on his presence. So I think they'll be fine. But I also um, have been around this fan base and in this space and know they are proud people and they are resilient. And so um, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. The, the, the earth is not going to crumble 
<laughs> because Coach Prime moved on. Well said, Jamie. Uh, Drew, your your what are your uh, final thoughts here? And I am going completely off of the subject that we have been talking on with this one, but something that fascinating has got, surprise. Something no no no, but it, something that got lost uh, in the shuffle of everything that happened on Friday with the tragedy at Jackson uh, Jackson State University. Shout out to uh, where sympathy to uh, those uh, involved in the uh, tragic incident on the uh, campus of Jackson State. Uh, it's unfortunate that during this time of the year, where death is never good, but especially during this time of the year, uh, so close to the holidays. But a story that has gotten lost now, and you can go to d2football.com and read uh, what I posted on it, is the SIAC going to a 442 scheduling model. Uh, I did have a graphic uh, for it, but we'll say that till uh, till next week or, or another show because we've already been here uh, more than long enough talking this issue. But I uh, think that is really going to be uh, interesting where you see the top two teams play for the championship. So you could potentially see a Miles Tuskegee or a Fort Valley, Albany State, or something along those lines playing for the SIAC championship in the future. Also in that, it is a eight-game conference schedule. As the SIAC takes a uh, – takes a uh, positive step forward to try to make sure that they do not, a proactive step to make sure that they do not get lost in the shuffle as they have for the last two seasons with Fort Valley not making it this season and Savannah State not making it last season because the eight-game bottle has shown to be in this super region, the bottle that gets teams into the playoffs. Now, the only thing I'm going to say is hopefully within that eight-game model that they play actually 11 total games and not stay at the 10 plus the conference championship game. I'm hoping that they they figured that portion of it out, such as the, like the SAC and the Gulf South do. So that 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 that's it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, on, on another show. And, and I won't mention anything about any other conferences doing something <laughs> similar because because then people will say, oh, that's all you fam, you people want to do is you want to change <laughs> shit. And I'm like, nah. I'm, so I'm not going to say you just, that. You just said shit. shit. I just want you to know that. Yes. All right. Well, did. thanks for calling it out. You just said it too. So there you go. So now, back at you. Back at you. But that was a shot for anybody. I, I, I got to stand up for Rattler Nation because some of y'all out there think we, we just want to change stuff. No, no, we we just want to make it better. That's all. We just want to improve. <laughs> add some. <laughs> anyway, I stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> all right. We got to go. We got to go. Hey, uh, continue to uh, pay attention to all the shows. That we do here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, I know if you uh, didn't catch any of our shows, you can always uh, download the BCSN Pod Zone. It's available on all of the podcast platforms that you use Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and more. Just search BCSN Pod Zone. That's where you can find this 
uh, show in audio format. You can find Dr. Gaville's show from earlier in the morning. Uh, his next show will be on Tuesday, ONG on Wednesday, Dr. Gaville on Thursday, as well as the pregame show. Uh, we'll, we'll get a chance to hear from Charles and Neely and kind of hear their thoughts on uh, AP, uh, Life After Prime, and find out what, what that's like for for them. Uh, any work LAP? with those guys? Are they? LAP, uh, LAP yes. Prime. LAP, Life After Prime, yeah. Now, are we sure that is the pregame show going? I know those are they're Jacksonians, so I'm, I'm hoping that they, they're not traveling off the boulder as well now. Um, Brian. And I said this this morning. We said it off camera. <laughs> the pregame show was there before Prime got there. Before People Prime, don't yes. realize it. Yes, it was. The pregame yes, show was. was there before Prime got there. The yes. pregame show yes. will be there in the LAP era, life after Prime era. Amen. Amen. Good. Good. I'm just kidding. We need, to, we need to go ahead and turn in the trademark for that, man. Life after Prime. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, Anyway. Oh, next week, uh, next yeah. week, Brian. Next week, Brian. Uh, we uh, scheduled to have uh, John Grant, uh, director of the uh, Celebration Bowl, on also. Oh, okay. I got to be on my best behavior then. All right, so I'll, I'll make sure to be on my on my good on my on my best best, and uh, you know, make sure uh, make sure I don't ask any controversial questions. Uh, good good deal, good deal. Uh, All John right, Grant, give uh, a straight answer. <laughs> I, well, right. If he gives me an answer, though, you know, he's a, he's a he's a great talker and he might slide away from if I ask a really, really controversial, tough question. So anyway, uh, but anyway, all jokes aside. Hey, thank you, everybody. Please make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at my BCSN one. The number one. Go download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app on the Google Play and Apple App Store. My JBN, my BCSN. Uh, Jamie, give out your Twitter feed. Give your Twitter handle where you can follow Jamie on Twitter and Instagram and all those other fun places. Oh, man. You can follow me on Twitter at Sport Voice JW. Sport Voice JW. I give a couple of opinions here and, here and there. So, you know, just follow me. And then when the games are back on next year, you can see me too. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Drew, let them know where they can find you and read your articles, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'll write for d2football.com. I am the SIAC reporter for d2football.com. Uh, hopefully, you know, this is their recruiting season. Got a couple op- job openings in uh, the SIAC. So as soon as I get some information on who's taking those jobs, I will go ahead and post that to my D2Football.com platform. You can reach me on Twitter at BCSNDrew. That's B-C-S-N-D-R-E-W on Twitter. Drop me a line and uh, I, we do what we do. Uh, 51% of you guys on the uh, YouTube chat say that uh, Jackson State should not let Coach Prime coach in the Celebration Bowl. I look 51 to 49. It'll be 50-50 by the time the night closes. By the time the poll closes, and there'll be a runoff. I'm sure, like, somewhere in Georgia, like, there always is. There's a runoff going on. So uh, it remains to be seen what happens. Uh, very, uh, Very tough decisions ahead, unless they've already been made. So, so... We'll see. Speaking, uh, speaking I, of I, Georgia, if you're in the state of Georgia, you got to go Tuesday. You got to go Tuesday. I took care of mine uh, last Tuesday, as a matter of fact. I know JB, uh, I saw JB posted that he took care of his. But if you're in the state of Georgia and within the sound of our voices, please go out and vote. We're not, we're not going to talk politics. We're just going to tell you to go vote. Go vote. Absolutely. 
Right. Just notice the theme of the everything on the screen, <laughs> and then you'll know what what to vote for. What color? You mean the fact that the, behind. you mean there's a, you mean the fact that there's a Morehouse alum uh, running for one of the seats? Oh, okay. I just wanted to put that back out there. <laughs> There you go. There you go. All right. It's hey, the HBCU uh, show. We're going to talk about the HBCU Senate candidate. Well said. Well said. <laughs> hey, shout out real quick to uh, Virginia Union men's basketball, knocking off the number two team in the country. Uh, name the last. It's probably, I don't know, maybe it's random fact that Virginia Union beat the number two team in football and in men's basketball in the same calendar year, same school year even. So congratulations to the uh, – Virginia Union men, I think it was uh, Albany. Who was it? Who was it they beat? Uh, number two, Augusta. Augusta. That's who it was. They beat them. And then uh, shout out to uh, Norfolk State's women, nine and one record, uh, doing the doing the damn thing. I don't know. Did did Jackson State's women win the other day? They played today or Saturday. Any idea? Anybody know offhand? Uh, Israel Carey. Come on, uh, psychedelic literature. You guys are JSU guys. Did the women win or not? Come on, quickly in the chats. Hurry up before the show ends. Did JSU's women win? I don't even know if they're still. But anyway, they were power rated number 17 uh, in the country. Literally, RPI, 17, top 20. Uh, so, you know, they, they ended up winning. And yes, hey, uh, Dr. Gaville, shout out to uh, all the uh, alpha men out there. Uh, on your Founders Day, Happy Founders Day uh, to the uh, Ice Cold Brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, so shout out to you guys and thank you for all the service and all that you do in your communities and on campuses across the country. So uh, I think Dr. Cavill is telling me, no, they did not win. No. Jackson State women. Okay, sorry to hear that. All right, that's going to do it. I'm closing the book on the show so we can get out of here. Uh, for uh, Kelvin Carter, who joined us earlier, for Jamie Walker, and for AD Drew, I'm Brian Fulford. Thanks for watching the BCSN Sports Wrap. You guys be safe, be smart, and uh, enjoy the holiday season for as long as you can. Peace out. Well, holla. Well,